This is The Guardian. Today, the story of a mum who gets the worst phone call imaginable. And why, one day soon, you could get the same call too. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The day started as normal as anything. My older daughter is a former ski racer and my younger son was competing in a snowboarding event a few hours away. And since my daughter is a former racer, she thought, well, it'd be fun just to jump in and join. So I just told her to be safe. Jennifer Stefano lives in the U.S. state of Arizona. She's a mother of four, including a 15-year-old called Brianna, or Brie. I was down in the valley, it's a few hours south, and all of a sudden I got a call from an unknown number as I'm gathering my things, getting out of my car in the parking lot. Originally I was going to ignore it because I was trying to get in to go meet my other daughter. And the thought crossed my mind, well, I should answer it because an unknown number is um, oftentimes in a hospital or police or something like that. So I decided to answer it as I had locked my car and I was walking through the parking lot and it was my daughter, Brianna, crying and sobbing, saying, Mom, I messed up. So at that point, I was like, well, okay, wait, what's going on? That's extreme. What happened? And then all of a sudden she says, Mom, these bad men have me. Help me, help me, help me. And then the phone gets pulled from her as her voice fades off. And then that's when she starts screaming, Mom, please help me, pleading in the background. And this man takes over the phone and he says, "Um, listen here, I have your daughter. Um, You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her stomach so full of drugs. I'm going to have my way with her and I drop her in Mexico and you're never going to see her again. Artificial intelligence has incredible potential to change the way people communicate and to help them do terrible things. Today is the story of the latter and how to protect yourself against that threat. From The Guardian, I'm Michael Safi. Today in Focus, the era of AI scams is already here. Are you ready? So Jennifer, what did you think as you were given that terrible threat over the phone? In that moment, the way you feel is just sheer terror. Um, And I started screaming for help. One mom ran outside and called 911. 911, do you need police, fire, or medical? Police. A mother just came in. She received a phone call from someone who has her daughter. She's her, her daughter, like a kidnapper on the phone, saying he wants a million dollars. He won't let her talk to her daughter. He's got her daughter. The man was making all these threats, vulgar threats. So I started uh, screaming at my daughter to call her dad, call her brother. I'm trying to text my older son. You know, help me. We got to find Bree. Something happened to her. Someone's kidnapped her. As the man's making all these threats, he then starts demanding a ransom. And he wants originally it's a million dollars, which that's not possible. 
are we going to do this? Or are we not? Are you going to get me the money? Or are we not? So he, at that point was demanding $50,000. They were demanding that they were going to pick me up in a white van, that they're going to put a bag over my head. I better have all $50,000 in cash. And they were going to transport me to my daughter. And if I didn't have all the cash, then we were both dead. Oh my God. At that point, the mom who had stepped outside to call 911 came in and she said to me that 911 tipped her off that there's a scam going around where they can take someone's voice, they can do anything with it. Okay, so that is a very popular scam. This is what they do to try and scare people to give them money. I need somebody to try and get a hold of her daughter. Do you have a phone number and I can get a hold of her daughter? Get a hold of Bree. Call Bree. Call Bree. No, I'm talking to Okay, get a hold of Bree. We need to see if she can get a hold of Bree. This is a common scam. Okay, okay. I didn't believe her. I was like, no, it's not just her voice. It wasn't her voice recording. I had an interaction. It was a conversation. It was, she was crying. She was sobbing to me. It was her. Yeah. Okay. Do they have her on the phone? No. No, Bree. Did they get Bree on the phone? No, they can't get Bree on the phone. There's a recording of her voice, but that's it. Okay. What's her phone number? Yeah. Okay. So can you give me Bree's phone number for 911? Then the other mom finally was able to get my husband on the phone And he went running through the place where he was at with my older daughter and was able to find my older daughter safely resting in bed. She has no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden, the other mom comes to me. She's like, look, your daughter's safe. She's with your husband. They found her. Okay. And she's okay. And she's okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is something that they're popular to do. They try and scare people. And it works. As long as Bree's okay. And I still was so sure of my daughter's voice. And I had spoken to her. I was like, I couldn't wrap my head around. I'm like, I need to talk to my daughter. I need to really validate who I'm talking to and who's really real. I kept asking her over and over again. Are you sure? Are you sure you were safe? Are you sure this is the real Brianna? Who's the real Brianna? I'm not really sure who I've even been speaking to. But after a couple interchanges, then I was confident it was her. We already reported you to the police and then hang up. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good night. Okay. At that point, I hung up with them. I literally then just collapsed the floor, started sobbing, trying to process everything that just happened. I mean, you've got the fear that then turns into relief, but then you're trying to process what did just happen. Do they know where I am? Because they're making threats to come get me. Do they know where she is? And then I was furious. Then my fear turned into fury that this is the lowest of the low money scam I've ever heard of in my entire life. Hmm. That's what's crazy. Like they're stealing an identity. It's not just a voice. It's an identity. It's the way they talk. It's the way they respond. It's their mannerisms, the way they cry, the way they sob, the way they look, they can do video, right? So it is really a stolen identity and they're using that identity for evil. Oliver Devane, you're a senior researcher at the computer security company McAfee. We've just been hearing about the absolutely shocking AI scam that Jennifer Stefano was subjected to. How does the technology in that scam work? So how it works is you first need to get a original audio clip of someone speaking. And once you have that, you can either make use of software that's on your local box or you can upload it to a service provider where you basically upload the audio and it will then generate a synthetic clone Mm. that sounds just like the original. 
I mean, that seems really simple, but also a pretty incredible technology. The people who invented the ability to do this, what did they have in mind that it would be used for? I mean, there would be lots of use cases for this technology. I'm sure that none of them would have created it for scammers. Mm. So one of them would be, you know, if someone's not necessarily comfortable speaking at public events or even on the phone, they'd be able to generate a voice clone um, of themselves. They'd be able to actually communicate with their friends and loved ones. Mm. Another use case would be if someone is ill, let's imagine if someone has throat cancer and they may potentially lose the ability to speak. Well, they'd be able to use this technology to clone their voice so that in years to come, they'd still be able to communicate with their friends using their original voice. I mean, all of that sounds really promising, a really great use of this technology, but it's also so far away from the way it's being used in Jennifer's case. One of the things that she was wondering is where they got the samples of Brianna's voice because she's not a celebrity, she's not someone who, for example, hosts a podcast whose voice would be kind of out there. She's just a kid growing up in the suburbs. She did a radio interview. She's done some sports interviews. She has 32 followers on TikTok. It's very private. It's dancing. It's not vocalization. There's no crying. There's no sobbing. She's not even talking. So where they got the crying and sobbing, where they tracked her mannerisms and the way she, her personality profile, if you will, that's what's baffling to me. So it really, that's where it starts to become scary. So where would they have gotten her voice samples from? So Jennifer did say that her daughter did have a social media account, albeit, you know, there wasn't many followers, but people would still be able to access and view those postings. There was also talk there of uh, radio interviews, which would be kind of like a perfect source. Mm. Most people use social media these days and, you know, people are pretty comfortable uploading a very short video on TikTok or Instagram, for example. And that's kind of all they need. Like, you don't need a very long audio clip for someone. You could have a 30-second clip that you could take from a video and then use one of these services to actually clone the voice. And also, so once you generate the voice, you are able to kind of alter it and change the speed and change the tone of the audio that has been generated. So you can make it appear that people are either happy or in distress, potentially. What's interesting, too, about this story is that They happened to call Jennifer at a time when Brianna was away, when she wasn't just in the next room. You know, Jennifer couldn't walk into the living room and say, no, Brianna's here. She hasn't been kidnapped. Do you often see that these scams are obviously very technologically sophisticated, but they also seem to have this kind of social element where the scammer has researched an aspect of your life. They they know a little bit about your whereabouts, your interests, all these things that help to make it sound more authentic. For sure. And I think this is where the social media aspect comes into play. So let's imagine a scenario where I'm on holiday in the south of France and I am going out to a restaurant for dinner. So I could post that, hey, I'm going out to this lovely restaurant. What a scammer could do is he could actually see that post occur and then say an hour later, he'd be able to message someone and say, hey, I was at this restaurant and I damaged my phone, so I'm not able to contact you. But, you know, something bad's happened and I need help. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. because he would be using the information that I've posted on social media, it's much more believable. Because if my friends are following me, they will know that I actually went to that restaurant and I was there. So it just kind of adds that extra layer of truthfulness to the actual scam. Oliver, obviously online scams are nothing new, but 
there does seem to be something particularly insidious and invasive about the way this technology is used. How widespread do we think these kinds of voice-powered AI scams are? They are fairly widespread. So McAfee released a report earlier this year, and in that we did a survey across the globe. And from that survey, we identified that around one in four British people have experienced or know someone who has received an AI voice clone scam. One in four? Yeah, which is which is a very high number. But what this illustrates, you know, is that it is increasing. But also, I would say that these types of scams are underreported mm. because unfortunately... When people fall victim to these types of scams, they don't they don't tend to tell anyone. They tend to feel a little bit embarrassed, you know, that they have fallen victim to it and they fell for it. Mm. Uh, but actually, there is nothing to be embarrassed about. And they are very convincing. Um, and I would urge, you know, anyone listening to this now, you know, if you have fallen victim to this, then you know, please report it to the authorities. Go to Action Forward and, and let them know what happened so that the police can investigate it. What's really surprising is how accessible this kind of technology is already. We found some software on the internet that claims to be able to simulate people's voices and we fed my own into it and here was the result. Want to get rich quick? Invest now in Michael Safi coin, the hottest cryptocurrency on the market. Don't wait, you won't regret it. I think that sounds nothing like me for the record and I definitely should not be replaced by AI anytime soon, but... It is pretty shocking how easy that was to get. It cost us a dollar and we had to tick a box promising that we wouldn't use the voice clone for anything illegal, fraudulent or harmful. And once we had ticked that box, we had full access to the technology. So given how easy this is to get, what are the other ways that people are using this kind of software to scam people, to steal their money? We have definitely seen the use of AI voice clones as well as deepfake videos being used for investment scams. Um, And there was even a case recently where Martin Lewis was being used to advertise a crypto investment scam. Mm, He's the money expert. I mean, someone people really trust. Yes, exactly. Elon Musk presented his new project in which he has already invested more than $3 billion. Musk's new project opens up great investment opportunities. Gosh, Martin, I mean, that is terrifying, isn't it? It looks like you. It sounds like you. Yeah, I'm even wearing, I think, the same shirt that I'm wearing today when the image has been taken from. This is a deep fake. This is still only early stages of the technology and they are only going to get better. So in that case, it was Martin Lewis. We've also seen Elon Musk being used a lot, especially around crypto investment scams. The other thing that strikes me about this is, in relative terms, we're in the infancy of AI. This technology is only going to get better at an exponential rate over the next few years. Like, in the same way, are the scams going to get more sophisticated? What we believe is going to happen is the scams are going to become more personalised. So deep down, the scams tend to remain the same. So even the AI voice clone is just kind of a variation of the Hey Mum scam that's been around for a while. Mm, That's the scam where you might get a text from someone saying, Hey Mum, I need some money urgently. Please send it to, to this account. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly. So what they're doing is they're using the technology to make it more personalized and make it seem more believable. But the actual fundamentals of the scam remain the same. Coming up, why when Jennifer went to the police, they said there wasn't much they could do. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus. Jennifer, what happened in the days after that call? Did you try to follow it up with the police? When I called the police and reported what had happened, she had said that there was nothing they could do because no one had been kidnapped, no money had been transferred. Um, So therefore, it was a prank call, unfortunately, and no crime had been committed. It was a prank call, like this threat that your daughter had been kidnapped, she could be harmed. They wanted at one stage a million dollars. It was a prank. It was a prank call. I said to her, I I understand there's these AI calls and they're trying to scam money. However, they were trying to make arrangements to come physically pick me up. And isn't there something that can be done? And it was, no, sorry, I'm sure you're not in harm's way. She's like, all I can offer you is I can have a police officer call you from an unknown number, (laughs) which was the number that I had answered to begin with. So she had offered to have a police officer call me just to reassure me that, I'm probably safe. And I said, yes. Uh, however, I missed that unknown call. Um, I was in the shower uh, when they attempted to call an hour later, and then I never got another call back. From the tone of the police officer on your 911 call, it sounded like this is actually a pretty common scam that they see. Have you spoken to anyone else who's been the victim of it? Yeah, so we have an online bulletin board. It's called Next Door. So it's just neighbors within the geographical region. So I put it out as um, on the community message board. And then I had hundreds of responses, hundreds. So many people came forward with, you know, this happened to my father. This happened to me. This happened to my mother. This happened to my friend. One literally was halfway driving down to Mexico with a bag of cash to go meet somebody. Someone else showed up at their door. Um, and the, the stories went so far and wide. And I was shocked. I was so baffled that this has been going on and to the point where people are making human contact 
with these perpetrators. Uh, there was one mom in our studio whose cousin had this happen to, and it showed up as a call from her daughter's phone. So it was her daughter's face, her daughter's number. She had no doubt because it was her daughter calling her as well as her daughter's voice. She transferred the money, it dead ended to Mexico. And then it was, well, now it's an international affair and that's nothing more that can be done. Oliver, we've just heard from Jennifer that despite the completely terrifying ordeal that she went through, the police treated what had happened to her as nothing more than a prank phone call. And in the months since, Jennifer has fought to have this crime taken more seriously. She recently testified in front of the US Congress. It was my daughter's voice. It was her cries. It was her sobs. It was the way she spoke. I will never be able to shake that voice and the desperate cries for help out of my mind. The longer this form of terror remains unpunishable, the farther and more egregious it will become. There is no limit to the depth of evil AI can enable. But given how difficult this crime seems to be for police to investigate, is it something that we as individuals need to figure out how to protect ourselves from? And if so, how do we do that? So usually how these scams would happen is they would contact you from a new number. So if you receive any communication from a new number claiming to be someone you already know, then we would advise you to try and contact that person on the number that you have associated with them. So that would be the first warning sign. Mm. And something else to look out for is when they try to raise urgency and they try to make you act quickly without really having time to think and send them money without giving it too much thought. Because If you were to step back and wait a few minutes and think about it, you would probably start to realise that, you know, this is very suspicious and this is more than likely a scam. But the fundamental of the scam will be the same. So if you're aware of the warning signs and, you know, the things to look out for, then you should be able to protect yourself against them. So what are those warning signs? So there are four things that we would recommend. So the first one would be to create a code word. So this code word you would create with your family and friends and If there ever is an emergency, then you would use that code word to let the person who you're calling know that it is legitimately you. Okay, code word. What what next? So the second thing we would recommend is to question the source. So as I mentioned earlier, if you receive a message or, or a phone call from an unknown number, you should be a little bit suspicious if they're claiming to be someone you know, you know, and if you're not able to verify that. Even if they sound like someone you know? Even if they sound like someone you know. So if you if you receive a call from an unknown number and they claim to be, let's say, your brother, then, you know, we would advise to not interact with that person and actually try to contact your brother via the usual method. So you would call him on his usual number. Hmm. The third thing we would advise is to kind of think before you share. So this is around social media. So as I mentioned, I mean, if I'm on holiday and if I'm constantly posting, say, like hourly updates of what I'm doing, where I'm at, then that provides information to the scammer that they can use, you know, to scam your friends. Hmm. And, you know, you can still let everyone know what an amazing time you had and everything you did, but maybe wait a few days to actually let them know. Interesting. And what's the last one? And the last one we would recommend is to use a identity theft protection service. And what this would do is it would monitor your personal details online. So if they do become available, say, on the dark web, then they'll let you know that this has happened and they'll provide you steps to take in order to to protect yourself. Okay, so these are services that are constantly scanning the dark web, scanning the internet for any time that your personal information pops up. Exactly that, yeah. Mm. And do you, in your own life, I mean, implement all of these security measures, the code words, the, the questioning, all of these things? 
Yes, I do. So yeah, so uh, earlier this year, um, I set up a code word uh, with my family. Not my son, though. He's a little bit too young. But when he's older, I will for sure um, set one up with him. Well, I, I hope you never have to use it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Jennifer, finally, has this changed the way that you and your family live your lives, communicate with each other? What's been the legacy of this completely terrifying incident? My daughters are definitely more aware now after this event. Uh, my older daughter now is concerned, you know, someone following me, someone tracking me, are they coming after my siblings? Are they coming after me personally? And unfortunately, now you kind of, you have to teach your children and your loved ones You can't trust everything you hear. You can't trust everything you see. This is uncharted waters. So you're trying to navigate an unknown. That's so hard and nearly impossible because you can't navigate what you don't know. That's scary. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for the global awareness too. That's the only way we're all going to get ahead of it is if we all come together on it. That was Jennifer DiStefano, who wrote about her story for The Guardian. You can find it at our website. Thanks also to Oliver Devane, who researches these security threats for the digital security company McAfee. Before we go, on this week's Science Weekly, Madeline Finlay speaks to The Guardian's technology reporter, Hibag Farah, about WorldCoin, a new cryptocurrency offering users tokens in exchange for a scan of their eyeballs. Hibag explains what the motives behind the company are, why they think we all need to become verified humans, and how governments have responded to the project. And that is it for today. This episode was produced by Tom Glasser and Eli Block. Sound design was by Rudy Zagadlo. The executive producers were Homer Khalili and Sammy Kent, and we'll be back tomorrow. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.